I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Sine. Hello. We spoke recently about Indiana Jones, the most recent movie, and how poor old Harrison Ford's too old, really, to be an action star. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is 60, but apparently he wants to keep making these movies forever. Do you think he'll be here in 20 years and he's 80 and he's done Mission Impossible 20? What do you reckon? Yes. He's going to be one of those um, creepy old people who are like really buff and like go to like mm. bodybuilding contests and stuff. Just a bit oh, yeah. off. But also, have you seen him in real life? Like he does not look as young as he does on camera. So I love that that's stipulated into his contract <laughs> that they do a little bit of forehead smoothing and just get those wrinkles gone. Do you think that's where the... The $300 million. Oh, my God. Large chunk of it's going to. That is so much money. Like, so much. Yeah. What would you do if you had $300 million? I mean, <laughs> making a big blockbuster movie with Tom Cruise would be fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd probably bring the the um, the cost down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But have you seen that like, line? I don't know who it was from. Who was it from now? Can't recall. Anyway, they said the reason that so many uh, movies have big budgets is because it's hard to steal a yes, million I dollars from a, from a three hundred million dollar budget. I saw that. So, yeah. Who's stealing? I'm not saying, that's, I'm not saying it's happening here, but like you know, just in general, you're wondering if these these um, budgets get bloated because everyone's taking their piece, you know. Everyone except the people who actually deserve it. Ridiculous. Do you see your mate from? Lizzie McGuire, the dad, he got a, um, he got a check, residual check. I think it was for either one cent or zero cents. How crazy. Anyway. <sighs> Hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Lonnie. Her name is... Sine? Sine, that's all right. Hi. Okay, cool. It's been a while since you've made that joke. I got... <laughs> Got a bit confused. <laughs> we review podcast. We review movies on this podcast. <laughs> we also review podcasts. Starting with our own, it's terrible. <laughs> oh come on! Um, we're big fans of the Mission Impossible franchise, especially the last few movies. Maybe the first couple before our time, but we love Fallout. Amazing. We love Rogue Nation. Pretty good too. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, absolutely. And they're all they're very good movies. You know, even the ones you don't like as much, you have to respect the filmmaking on show. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Sine. Yes. It's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. The title. But what do you reckon? Didn't mind it. Wow. Are you saying it's mid? That's what I'm hearing in your voice. I'm not the target audience, and I understand right. that. Right. What did you think of it? Look, I also thought it was pretty good. I feel like it's a little bit of what we're talking recently about Black Mirror is that 
the, the last film was so good, probably one of the best action films of all time, that when you get something that is like really good, mm. it just kind of feels not quite as good in comparison as a follow-up. Do you miss Henry Cavill loading his biceps? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Well, I think, I think he was a better villain, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. I think this has also suffered it in its release. It's sort of come, you know, right in the summer blockbuster, but very close to Barbie and Oppenheimer, which will, people listening to this podcast probably know there's, there's been a whole thing with those two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think it's sort of had much breathing space in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, are, are people, were people happy with the last one? You know, just in general, like, oh, that's great. that They finished off that series of a great movie. Thanks, Tom. We wanted something else in our lives. Do you think that's maybe something well, happening here? Here's what I don't understand. Why are they doing a two-parter for this one and the next one? Why aren't they just separate movies? Characters can come back. You can explore same themes. <laughs> like, it just seems like a weird thing to do. Well, I think I was wondering that too. It's a contract thing, said... isn't it? You're going to say it's a contract thing. No. but oh, okay. <laughs> can if you want me to. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that I wasn't sure about that. And I always, I think it's a bit weird people do this. Like Tarantino's like, I'm making 10 movies in my career, but Kill Bill Part 1 and Part 2 are one movie. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not. Different movies, mate. Come yeah. on. Um, For this one, I think it's because they wanted to have so much action sequence, so many action sequences around one particular story, MacGuffin, that this one ends when they've just got the MacGuffin. So the next one is about doing the next half of that same mission. But I, I don't really understand why you couldn't have two different movies. So you're going to have one, two, three, four point one, four point two, five, six, six point one, six point two. Like what? Yeah. But I guess it's it's about well, you know, even the last two movies before this, they've had the same villain, so you could argue that they were two parts of the same story. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, yeah. I, I think it's silly. Yeah. It's a it's a silly title. The movie itself, though, some pretty amazing sequences. The train will get to, I'm sure. I love when we're in an airport and we're, like, trying to find people. I love people. an airport. I love an airport yeah. run. It reminded me a bit of the, the Bourne stuff at various points yes. when you're running around train yes. stations. and which is probably yeah. why I liked it. And also in um, Red Eye, which I mentioned previously, there's that sequence when the they she got off the plane and they're running through the airport. Yeah, yeah. Great sequence. Well, that's what I think in comparison to Indiana Jones, which we'll have to compare it to because it's a recent movie that came out. Um that one felt like one long chase and it sort of felt repetitive. At least this one, it does feel like there are distinct set pieces, you know? Yes, agree. Got the airport. We've got a chase in Italy. Wherever we are, yep. Yep, and then we've got a, a, a really... We've got another little sort of fight sequences in Venice, which you're very worried about Venice still, aren't you? I still am. I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> no matter how I try to convince you it's okay, you're, you're still just, worried about it. I just it. don't think it is okay. I just... I. It's a strange way to have a city. I just, I couldn't live there. I'd be too stressed. I'd be stressed out of my mind. Every day I'd wake up and be like, is the water the same? I'd be drawing markings on things to measure it. It wouldn't be good. <laughs> and then there's obviously the, the train sequence, which yeah leaves every other train sequence for dead, yeah, doesn't it? pretty much. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what the plot is today? No. <laughs> How am I supposed to remember these things? How okay. many? How many women is he trying to? Oh my god! Get like away from seventeen at every <laughs> any point. 
I don't remember what happens, Lonnie. He's called back for one mission. It's about AI. It's about an entity. <sighs> does it matter? Like, does it does it really matter? He's being Ethan Hunt running around. Like, <laughs> you're right. It doesn't really matter. There's a, there's a thing he's got to get. Yes, of course. There's always a thing he's got to get. <laughs> like, he's got to. Otherwise, if he doesn't get it, the world's going to. Oh boy, it'd be real bad. So in this one, it's again timely with talking about AI taking over the world. There is a AI weapon system that seems to have gained sentience, which never good. That sort of thing, is it? Mm-hmm. Different world governments are trying to to get it, but the only one who can really get it, obviously, is Ethan Hunt. Now, the film sort of one of the first set pieces. I was a bit confused about. It's where his old mate, um, Ilsa Faust, great name for a person to have, played by the great Rebecca Ferguson. They're in the <laughs> desert, and she's yeah, she's sort of she's very much a rogue agent in these things. She doesn't. Not liked by the Yanks or by the Brits, um, but she's she got a fake out death, yeah, which is kind of um, interesting. But then you know, spoilers, she's got a real death towards the end. So no. why fake death? That was a bit cheap. Yeah, why yeah. fake death? Or just did kill her later on. I thought overall she was a bit underused because she's been such a big part of the last couple of movies, mm-hmm. and she's so fantastic. I kind of feel like she was. You know, fridged as they say, just killed to give him an extra. There's too. Um, there's motivation. too much going on. There's too many characters. I don't think right. Vanessa Kirby needed to be in it, and that's coming from me, Vanessa Kirby's number one stand. <laughs> like, I just think there was too much going on. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's a another fake out, and she'll come back in the next one, mm, Ilsa. That'll annoy me. <laughs> it will. It will annoy me. <laughs> Um, I don't know, it just felt like she was a bit underutilised. And, you know, it's their third movie in a row with, with um, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise now. I'm like, do they love each other? Are they just best buddies? Now she's dead. Like, I don't, we'll I don't know. Yeah, know. I, we'll never know. I would have liked a bit more, a bit more of a character. She felt a bit um, pushed out by mm. um, Hayley Atwell. I wonder if that's a theme that will be explored. In the treatment of other actors playing characters in this movie. What do you mean? Pom. All right. I love what her. What do you think of Pom? I love yeah. her. I don't like her character in Guardians. I still stand by that. But I love her as a person. I'm rooting for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Total waste. Given nothing to do. Yeah, and people have been talking about her. So she's the main, she's a villain in this one. And she's one of the ones who's, there's a couple of villains sort of with, different purposes or whatever it's kind of hard to keep track of really but she isn't really given any speaking lines she's just a heavy and people like oh how amazing she crafted this whole character just through grunts and (laughs) facial expressions and like did she like she's doing her best and we we've got a lot of i think we've got a lot of love for her as a an actor because we've liked her in other movies and stuff but i feel like she was a bit underutilized Mm. in that sense too yeah yeah I, uh, I don't know. Here's my problem with the film. Okay. Did no one see the 2008 action thriller starring Shia LaBeouf and Michelle Monaghan called Eagle Eye? Because this is basically that, but longer. This movie is so long. Lonnie, this movie 
This movie is so long. So long. It is How not long. Me- is it? I, long. I don't okay. know. <laughs> 163 minutes. That's pretty long. That's two too, and a half. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. You know, I just like. <laughs> it's funny that it's so much, but also half the story. So much. Yeah. The half a story. There's too many characters. Pom's giving nothing to work with. Why is she the only one in costume at that party, by the way? It doesn't seem like it was a costume <laughs> party, and yet she came in costume. I think there were too many women. And I hate to say that, but like, wow, okay, no, don't do this. The true colors oh are coming through. I just watched an episode of the other two. I would have thought there should be more women. Actually, stop it. that's my thought. And they were talking mm. about feminism, and it's like making fun of this sort of stuff. Um, I'm not saying that women shouldn't be in things. I'm saying that the way that these movies treat women, which is as an accessory to Ethan Hunt, I think that there were too many of that archetype of character. And I don't think you needed that many to do the same function in the narrative. It's all women out there. Oh my God. She doesn't speak for all of us, okay? I love you. Are you I an ally? You should all be in the movie. I'm a hashtag ally for the women out there of the world. Was that the episode of the other two where it's the women pilots? No, but I did love that too. <laughs> because it would make you think, like... <laughs> Yeah. But you shouldn't. But like it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> now I I think the men in this are pretty good too. Obviously you can't say much about Tom Cruise that people don't know about already, but he's he's pretty fantastic in terms of the stunts and the mm-hmm. um and the the close up magic <laughs> in this. You loved the magic, didn't you? You were here for the magic. I was fun. surprised how like on board with the magic you were, to be honest. It's fine. I was you know there's that that meme about people who like lean forward now when yes. they're watching movies. That, <laughs> that was me when he did that. Also, when he started running, whenever he's running, yes. yeah, I love that. Um, but Ving Rhames, have to love him. And I don't know. Did I send you that tweet? Is it going to happen in Twitter Corner soon? Where Tom Cruise said to Ving Rhames, "Hey man, yes. I got you. You don't have to stand up at all any movie of mine ever again. Yeah, you just be there on the couch. It's totally fine." <laughs> I love the, and I love the sequence when they're in the airport and they've been hiding the fact that there's a perhaps a nuclear bomb mm. and they're like we didn't want to bore you. It's like no, this is what you tell me about. This, <laughs> I have to this worry is the about. kind of thing that you should tell me about. <laughs> Absolutely, um, that's good fun. Um, Simon Pegg has made a real fist of these movies, hasn't he? After being I like a real him. like a minor yeah. comedy character in the first one that he was in. I love him in this stuff. I think he's so cool. Mm. Obviously, gets along with all the cast and. Like, it just seems really fun to see him. It's like, oh, he's here. Yeah. No, they've, they've made a good thing of it. Um, I liked in this too, they had Shay Wiggum, who's quite well liked in certain parts of the internet. Um, he's one of the agents who's chasing. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? Really? Liked in several parts of the internet. Oh, people I follow on Twitter Dodgy just parts? like they love him so much. No, oh, no, really okay, nice right. parts. Oh, good. He's like a character actor who most people wouldn't know, really. Got you. But they love him. He's good and everything, but I think it's kind of half ironic as well. Yes. Um, but in this, he's one of the one of the CIA agents who's like chasing down Ethan Hunt. But they come to respect each other, which is good. <laughs> Everyone who spends enough time around Ethan Hunt knows finds that they love him eventually. Yeah. You know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com um, What do you think of Hayley Atwell as the, the new brunette? See, this Side is the chicks. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Hayley Atwell. I like that she's mm. been given something to do in a movie other than nothing i am a bit concerned that the pressure of being around tom cruise is making everyone feel like they need to do their own stunts and i just i just want to let them know that you don't have to there are people who are qualified who are trained in doing stunts who you should feel able to ask for help and you shouldn't be bullied or put down by tom cruise for asking that <laughs> that's all just want to make sure I she mean, knows that you'd, you'd know by now when you sign up for a movie that a Mission Impossible movie that you might have to be in a, you know, a cliff over a cliff in a train carriage, I still carriage, can't right? believe this. He drove a motorbike off. He loves a bike, doesn't he? When he does. Tom When Tom gets on a bike, I lean forward. I'm like, here we go. He's on a bike again. <laughs> he drives it off a cliff and then like parachutes, skydives, paraglides his way down. That's all real. Yeah. That's all real. He drives yeah. a motorbike off a cliff and just dives into thin air. Do you think he's like testing God or something? <laughs> he's like, if there is a God, mm. then I should die. But if I don't die, maybe I, I am, am God. God. Yeah. Right? Maybe. How has he not died? I don't know. I, I think it's a gift and a curse for these movies, right? That. They're built around stunts now. Like you climb the world's tallest building, he'll hold onto a plane, he'll do a, a actual skydive thing, he'll actually be in the helicopter doing the huge thing against crazy old mate. Uh, that's that's all good. Unfortunately, though, I think it's like the marketing hook. But by the time it happens in the movie, you're like, yeah, I've seen it a million times already because it's been all over the marketing. <laughs> I, I haven't it. seen I, that shot though of him driving off the thing off the cliff oh just in general we know the stunt's coming up you know this is like let's stop and do the stunt now that we know is happening yes it's amazing don't get me wrong but it's kind of if we hadn't any idea of that but also i guess it does make you appreciate it more you don't think it's just done by cgi because Mm. we know it's it's got that that sense of the similitude in there so are you also a bit concerned about like where does he go like what stunt how can you up stunt yourself? There's talk of space. So you mentioned this in the last Mission Impossible podcast mm, we did. But... Talk of space, but I think there might be a, a, a non-Mission Impossible movie. It might be something else. I'm not really sure. Just Tom being Tom. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, I feel like I, I like this movie, but it's very long, as you said. 
And I feel like I would have cut maybe the, the car chase in the middle down a bit because I'm not generally one of these people on these movies. I just sort of like them and I know they're well made and stuff. But that one, I thought the car chase ended a few times. I'm like, oh, my God, we're still going here, guys. I also didn't like the 17 baddies that were chasing them. Too, yeah. many, too many baddies to keep track of. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're trying to do. Also, no one should attempt a car chase after uh, the Italian job and born identity. Thank you. I'll see myself out. Well, I, th- I think the car chase in, I think it was in Paris in the last movie of this series was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And this I one felt a little bit like it was just repeating that, but not to the same degree. Yeah. Okay. The train stuff, though, was pretty cool. I, well, actually, I'll say that again. <laughs> the train stuff up until one point was like, this is all great, but train stuff I'd seen before. But when it gets to the train over the the cliff, that's been like the bridge has been broken up and they've got to climb through the carriages. That was another leaner moment for me. Yes. So I have this down. So I, the whole sequence was really awesome. The bit I liked the most was the kitchen carriage because mm. it was practical. There was a practical set. There was oil mm-hmm. splashing around. The danger felt imminent. We hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Like that was really mm-hmm. cool. But it went on forever. How many carriages? We like go through three. There's another like 17 we've got to go through. It's like, God, okay, we get it. You're <laughs> going to you're gonna survive. Could we just fast forward this to yeah. you having the conversation? Like it was an awesome sequence. I, I just think too, too long. Again, maybe if it had come a bit sooner as well, like it yeah. was after a long movie. I know what you mean. I was sort of done by that point. And it, it was fun. There were some bits towards the end before Tom Cruise gets on the train and afterwards when he's um, parachuted out because he had to again for some reason. Um, it's like clearly we just wanted some shots of him riding the motorbike around yeah. wilderness for a bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's just in his contract. He does that. Yeah. And the same when he was coming down um, from the skydive sort of thing. It is absolutely has to be him up there in the sky, and he comes down. And they're doing mm-hmm. the scene, like there's also that's just him rubbing it in, right? Yeah, there's also a shot of him. They're wearing not their masks, but he's wearing a mask or like a hat or glasses or something. Takes them off in the first twenty seconds, which yeah. is obviously <laughs> I don't know if listeners know it's in his contract. Well, we're assuming it is. There's rumors he doesn't like his face being covered and stuff because you can't tell it's him. That's the money maker. It's the money maker. Um. Okay, I like their commitments to the masks. I yep. think it's a cool device, even though I know where they splice the clip in and when it's actually the person and that. I still find that fun. It's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. It differentiates this series. That creepy mother effer at the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a great actor. <laughs> I knew something was up because no one looks like that. That's not yeah. a real face of a human being. <laughs> Is it? It's true. He was very creepy. You can't put a weird guy in who's so distinguished yeah. looking and be like, expect me to think that's a regular normal guy. That's not <laughs> a regular normal guy. Also, I didn't like... I don't like the concept. I'm sorry. I don't AI. like the concept of the AI, but then Gabriel is the human embodiment of the AI, but he's also sort of is the AI, but he's also working for the AI. And AI's got to rule them all. Like, I get this sort of, like, yeah. AI panic that we're all exploring in media and art at the moment, sure. But it was just a bit clunky of, like, is it this guy that I'm fighting or is it 
the entity sort of thing. I've seen some speculation that maybe the final twist will be that it was never the AI, it was just him, but yes. he's acting as if he is just a vessel yes. sort of thing. That could be fun. When you mentioned that to me, I was like, aha, I see. I'm on board with that, Hopefully. if that's the case. But mm. I don't know. I um, I must admit, I, I thought I had a pretty good handle on this series and the lore and whatever, but when he's talking to Ethan about their shared past and stuff and they had some sort of <laughs> yes. encounter that led to him joining the IMF. I was like, did I miss something? Well, here? there's that tweet where that person's like, I've joined it. I think I must have missed he was in all these other movies. So I looked him up. No, he's just in this movie. He's just in this movie. Yeah. So well, and the, the, the concept that you only come to the IMF when you've got nowhere else to turn. Mm. That must be new too, I think, because I never thought that was the case. I thought they were and the best to bring the best. In, well, weird to bring that in. Maybe seven, right? Or maybe eight or whatever we are now. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me a bit of the the Grey Man that yes. maybe with um mm-hmm. old mate Ryan Gosling last year that everyone's forgotten. Because he and that was, he, he was in jail, wasn't he? And he was given the chance to go That's be a true. spy. Yes. Yeah. Secret special spy. Uh-huh. So. Interesting. I don't, I don't think it ruins the series in that sense, but it kind of is just like a something I didn't think was part of it or necessary that concept maybe they'll nail it but again i'm not huge onto movies that are part ones and part twos you know i didn't mind spider-man because i think i'm just like that movie a lot but give me half a story it's hard for me to give a good review or a good mm-hmm. good engagement with it same i had the problem with june same respect you know yeah you bring up june a lot got annoyed by it hey i'll have to watch it again maybe i was just in a bad place when i watched it maybe maybe i was tired Maybe you're just a bit sleepy. <laughs> Can I take us to Twitter corner for some discussion points? Please. Um, so this is the tweet I was talking about. I watched Dead Reckoning in cinemas without watching any of the previous movies. Okay, firstly, why would you do that? But sure. Yeah, we and I was like, what the hell is this guy's deal? So I watched all the Mission Impossible movies to find out and turns out he's a new character. He's not in any of them. That's Gabriel. Yeah. Cool. My favorite scene in the new MI is right before Act 3 kicks in when Luther says, Hey, Ethan, sounds like you're going to be running and shooting and jumping and shit. I'm not about that. I'm going to go find a quiet place to sit and wait. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Amazing. Love him. Incredible. That's all for now, I think. Um, one final thing I wanted to say about one part of this movie. Yes. Which I'm not, I was really not into. And we've mentioned it before, Sine. It's when female characters are fighting. And they have to oh. use their, their thighs to subdue or even just you know, twist the person around. I mean, I think part of it, if I can play devil's advocate for one second, there's not my mm-hmm. true thoughts, but I think part of it I could be. I thought you be, were an ally. I thought you were the one. I am an ally. I'm, I'm, not, I'm opposite of you. <laughs> this is something you would say probably. Right, yeah. <laughs> is that as um, yeah, traditionally uh, women are of shorter stature than men, that they have to use like leverage and use levers sort of in their fighting style to take someone down. So by climbing on them, using their thighs as a sort of fulcrum sort of way of fighting is kind of, I guess, could be part of the the context for why it gets used. Mm-hmm. But we all know, right? It's it's to do, it's like a sexual imagery. You're suffocating someone in your thighs. Like that's that's the whole thing that we're going for. And I was a bit disappointed when I saw that in this movie. Same. I really liked the 
fight sequences in general. I thought they were really great. That one in the alleyway with, between him and Pom is incredible and the other yeah. guy, like, it's so claustrophobic and you know they mm-hmm. did that for real and it's just awesome. I was so disappointed when it happened. Like, it's just awful. And for all the devil's advocates out there, why when two men are fighting, even if there's a height difference, you would never see a man wrap his legs around another person's neck? Like, I know it's just disgusting. That's the thing. We're not like prudes. We're not like we don't like not sexy things or even sexy imagery in a movie. It's but it's just continually it's the it's the females who are ones who are exploited in that sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. I did find another tweet just quickly. It was about Tom Cruise being present in negotiating sessions between the SAG AFRA strike in the studios. Mm-hmm. And he's urged the studios to hear out their concerns about AI and stunt performers. Someone's quote retweeted that and said. Dave Azaslav reaches into his pocket to find his wallet has been inexplicably replaced with a cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the cigarette lighter thing. Like, I thought that was fun, you know? Yeah. Look, it was very well made. The The plot is the most important part, and it gets a little bit confusing at times, but really you can turn your brain off and just enjoy the the um, sequences, the set pieces that come out. For any, it's a long slog, though. So. It is. Sorry, one more thing about Hayley Atwell. Oh, yeah. She was talking about working with Tom Cruise, you know, how I was like, just you have to do all the stunts and stuff. So mm-hmm. apparently they were working on the train carriage sequence for so long and he turns to her and goes, do you need some chocolate? And he said, yeah, she said, yes. And he produced this box of chocolate, like out of nowhere, just had it for her there. He's magic. And also she's like, he'll kind of read what your face is conveying and give you what you need. We're just working, like doing what we're doing. And then he turns and looks at you and goes, are you okay? You have adrenal fatigue. <laughs> There's a story from the second uh, one as well where they're filming a really um, tough sequence and uh, Tandy Newton realised that he had yes. like a, a zit in his nose or something and then just through like power of force of will, it burst that night or something. Oh, right? God. Yuck. <laughs> Very I just, intense person. I love the idea of being, yeah, diagnosed with an illness, with adrenal fatigue specifically because it's so specific yeah. by Tom Cruise. Right. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's sort of the the release date has got some some flack as well. Released in a crowded market, where um, yeah, not really sure what they were thinking. Hey, they're trying to get in first, I suppose, before the big Barbie Oppenheimer uh, one two punch. But I guess so. It's um, it's made a lot of money. Like it's made three hundred eighty three million apparently at the time of recording, but against the budget of three hundred million or two ninety million, that's not enough to make back. So where would the money go? Tom's wages? I wouldn't have thought so. I think COVID probably has blown about yes, okay. some of this out, right? Because they probably couldn't film as much. They had to film with shorter, with like different sort of crews, and they would have had to employ people to keep all yes. that COVID stuff happening. Stunts are expensive as well. Explosions and things. Like they're hanging a whole train yeah. off the cliff, like for real. And know. like, I don't know how it works, right? But I'm guessing if you're paying everyone and then covid shuts down for two weeks you probably still have to keep paying them mm-hmm. you know so if it takes an extra four or five months that is you know a lot of money for a whole cast and crew so maybe that's part of it i don't know yeah but and they're also feeling back to back with the next one so maybe overall the costs are going to be oh, down that's true yeah they're shooting the same time aren't they? yeah that's coming out in about a year's time so great i'll definitely remember what happened in this one i'll be i'll be ready <laughs> I'll know what's going on for sure. That's good. Well, we did watch Fallout, the last one. We loved it 
Henry Cavill especially. He should be in more stuff, shouldn't he? Just in general. As a villain too. Yeah. Well, so you can watch that review or listen to that review. Anything else you want to say about Dead Reckoning Part 1, Sine? Um, It happened. It definitely happened. Definitely Can't happened. deny that. Yep. What are you rating it? <laughs> I'm going to give it four stars. Hmm. Interesting. Three and a half for me. I think I would have liked a bit more if it was a bit shorter. But good stuff overall. Tiny guys. <laughs> Tiny. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We're on the socials in some capacity, somehow, maybe. Who knows by the time this social? Is Oh, yeah. Wait, we need to make a comment about that. Yes, you just did. Mm. I don't know. Mm. We'll be wherever the things are, I guess. Okay. And they happen. <laughs> All right. Well, you can catch us there. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 